Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. Hallelujah. many of you know this is what revival looks like this is what revival looks like it's about people being healed it's about people being delivered it's about lives being changed hallelujah amen amen God is good God is good thank you Jesus listen you know Sometimes we stand back and we wonder, well, why, is, why are they doing that? Why, why is that happening? You see, you just don't ever know what the person next to you is going through. And the house of God is the place for healing. It's the place for restoration. It's the place for renewal. We just got to let God do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, I want you, while you're still standing, I want you to take your Bible and turn to the book of Matthew. I got just a simple word that I want to give you this morning. Matthew chapter 5. And I want us to look at verse 6, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. And I'm going to try to be short and brief. Miss Sarah laughing at me over there. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 most all of you in here this morning, you probably know this verse by heart. It said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. For they shall be Field. I'm going to say it one more time just in case you missed it the other five times. They shall be filled. Father, we thank you today, Father, for your word. And Lord, this morning, I pray that this word would get in our spirit, that this word would get in our heart, that this word would move us. God, let us be moved today by your word. God, let us be transformed today by your word. Change our ways of thinking. Change our ways of talking. Change our ways of hearing. Change our ways of seeing. God, today, let your word change us today. Father, the simplicity of the gospel, Lord, let it change us today that we be transformed in Jesus' name. And we'll give you praise 
Amen. Amen. I want to just talk to you for just a few minutes this morning on uh, the path that I believe that, that God will require all of us to go down if we want revival. Can I ask you something this morning? Are you tired of the status quo? Are you tired of the same old, same old? Uh, one, one or two of you got that. Uh, do, you, do you want something greater? You see, the thing about God is that, that God is so vast. God is so big. God is such a massive God that, that we can't comprehend his greatness. You know, uh, Brother Brian talked about Job this morning. And I, I remember uh, where God spoke to Job and he said, son, where were you? Where were you when I laid the stars out? Where were you when I uh, created the boundaries for the oceans and all that? Where were you? You see, God is so great and God is so powerful and, and uh, he is endless. He is eternal and, and to translate that and bring it down to where you and I are this morning, we limit God so much by thinking, well, God, uh, I got salvation from you. Uh, I've got fire insurance now. I'm not gonna go to hell. And, and we live our lives. Uh, we're happy about that, and I'm glad that you've got that. But listen, I wanna tell you this morning that God is so much more than just a savior. He is so much more than just a redeemer or a healer. God is so much more than that. And, and listen, when, when you understand about the power of revival in your life, revival is only needed in your life when you've gone to sleep on God and you become spiritually lethargic or spiritually dead and you need reviving. And so I'm, I'm, I wanna talk this morning just a little bit about the path uh, to revival because, listen, I am expecting, I am looking for revival. I am looking for it. Every time I open the door, Sister Linda, I'm expecting God to send revival. Every time I walk in this place and pray, I'm expecting the rivers of life to flow in this place. I'm believing that God is gonna move. I don't know what he's gonna do at River Cane, at Fire in the Field, but I am expecting great and mighty things at that crusade. And what better place for it to start than right here and just move a few miles across the, the fields over there and set fire over there, amen? Listen, Jesus uh, said, blessed, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. After righteousness. Now listen, if you are born again, you are righteous. All right? 
He didn't say blessed are they that do hunger and thirst for righteousness because he knew that they wasn't trying to get righteousness, but they were pursuing righteousness. In other words, righteousness is something that I already possess. I have it through the work that Christ did on the cross. The blood was shed, and and when I accepted him as my Savior, I have become the righteousness of God. So what was Jesus talking about when he said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I believe that what Jesus was saying is this. There is greater, there is more, there is, there is bigger, there is more, more, more. He said, and as you hunger and thirst for more and move after the more, God said, I will fill and I will supply that more. The word blessed that Jesus used there is a fullness of blessing that sustains one daily and during difficult times. Let me tell you what. The word blessed means, and I'll use myself as an example, it creates within me when, when I hunger and thirst for more of God in my life, then Jesus said, I am blessed. In other words, blessed are they that do this. And so when I do that, when I have a hunger and a thirst for more of God, it creates a sense in my life of well-being because of my relationship with Christ. Listen, you can't hunger and thirst for righteousness without building a strong relationship with Christ. And so what that does is it creates within me a sense of peace. It creates within me a sense of well-being. I'm not worried. I'm not stressing out. I'm not battling with the enemies all around me. I am relaxed in the middle of the storm. I am like Jesus was when the disciples were on the boat. Jesus was in the hinder part of the boat asleep. The disciples were doing the worrying. Listen, you need to look at somebody and say, hey, if you want to worry, I'll let you worry, but I am going to rest in my relationship with God. I am going to rest in what God is doing in my life. I'm not going to get stressed out about it. I'm going to go through this storm with faith, believing that God is greater than what I'm dealing with. Listen, it is a hunger and a thirst for revival that carries one deeper than an experience with God every now and then. Let me say that again. When I believe what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 5 and verse 6 is, is, a, is an exp, uh, a hunger and a thirst for revival that carries you deeper than you've been in the past where you've, you've gone from experience to experience. You've gone from, from uh, service to service getting a little dab here, a little touch there. Listen, God is wanting to do something in your life that is permanent. 
God is saying, I believe today that I want to do something greater than what you've been experiencing. I want to do something more than what you have seen. Uh, You've had an experience with God here. You had an experience with God a few years back. and, And six months later, you had another little experience with God. God is saying through hunger and thirst, he said that experience will not be just every now and then, but it will be a permanent fixture in your life. It is a hunger and thirst after righteousness. It is an unquenchable, undying hunger and thirst for more of God. Listen, in 1904, 1905, there was a man by the name of Evan Roberts who was... Uh, in college, he had just uh, started uh, college, and God began to deal with Evan about leaving college and going back to his uh, village and uh, preach a message at his home church. So he did. He left school and he went went to his uh, village where he grew up and he had this uh, message that God had given him. He didn't know that before he got there, even for months earlier, that people had been praying and people had been asking God and seeking God to, to send revival. Uh, he didn't know that that uh, during prayer meeting times that, that there were people that were testifying and wanting to see God move. He didn't know that, that uh, there had been a preacher in his community named Seth Joshua that had been praying and, and that they had been going around from church to church having prayer meetings. And he didn't know that, that uh, this pastor uh, was, was saying this little phrase, God, bend us. Bend us, God. Bend us, God. Evan Roberts didn't know all about that, but he went uh, being obedient to God and he stood before uh, in his church about 17 people on that prayer meeting night and he stood before them and he gave them a message that God had given them. And I, I want to give you four points of, of what Evan Roberts spoke to those people and they're very simple today uh, but they have become they became known as the, the four tenets of revival in the Welch Revival. The Welch Revival broke out as a result of this message that Evan Roberts delivered that night. It was a revival that was so massive that they said that uh, in Wales, they, that the uh, jails... Uh, were closing down uh, because they didn't have anybody to incarcerate. It was such a massive revival in this coal mining town that they said that even uh, the the uh, 
the donkeys that were used to pull the coal out of the mines. They had to stop and retrain them because all they had ever heard and known was cursing and, and swearing at them. And so when God came in, they didn't know how to respond uh, to the men because they were being saved and they were talking to them uh, uh, in, a, in a, uh, a, a good tone of voice and all that. It was such a massive revival that, that, uh, that communities were turned upside down and thousands of people were saved. And, and Evan Roberts would stand before congregations and, and many times not even say a word and the Holy Spirit would begin to move and, and men and women would fall on their knees and their faces before God and begin to pray and ask God for forgiveness. But here's how it started and, and here's how it will start with you and I. This is 1905, but even in 2018, it is prevalent for us today because God has not changed. Evan Roberts gave his first point was confess all known sin and receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Listen, do you want God to do something great in your life? Do you want God to move in your life? First thing you need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter if you've been a church member for 50 years or this is the first time that you've ever set foot inside of a church. You must confess your sins before God and you must believe uh, to receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ. The second thing that he said, remove anything in your life that you are in doubt or feel unsure about. In other words, if there's an area in your life that you're really not sure if God is pleased with this or not, you're really not sure if God likes what you're doing. You're, you're really not sure if, if God is pleased with the way that you're acting or who you're hanging out with or, or who you're uh, are talking to or, or what you're doing on your computer and you're really not sure if God is pleased with that or not. He said you need to remove that from your life. I said, Pastor, we had such an awesome service till you got up and started all this confessing stuff and all this getting this stuff out of your life. We could have done without that. Number three, he said, be ready to obey Holy Spirit instantly. Be ready to obey Holy Spirit instantly. What are you talking about, Pastor? I believe what he was saying was that when the Spirit of God moves on your life, you need to move with the Spirit of God. When God, listen, when God this morning in this service, during the worship, during the prayer time, perhaps God was dealing with your heart because you knew that you were not right with God. What Evan Roberts was saying is don't hesitate, don't procrastinate with that, 
Move according to what God is doing in your heart. Move instantly when God speaks. That's where life change comes. All right? So confess your sins. Remove those things out of your life that you're not sure about if they're pleasing to God. And number three, be ready to be obedient to God instantly. How many of you in here, last week probably, talked yourself out of doing something that God had, had laid on your heart, but you talked yourself out of it, and you waited, and you waited, and you waited, and you never did it. We miss so many blessings by not moving when Holy Spirit says move. And number four, publicly confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Publicly confess the Lord Jesus Christ. What is that saying? That is saying don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Confess him. If, if you are a born again Christian, confess him. If he is your savior, then confess it. Don't try to keep it hid. Don't try to keep it a secret. Let people know, I am a child of God. I am born through the Lord Jesus Christ. Those were four things. And in 2018, we talk about that. And we, we reminisce about that. But do you understand this morning that he spoke those words to about 17 people in a little small shotgun building in Wales, England on a midweek night service. And probably he just stood there and said, you need to confess things to God. You need to remove things out of your life that you have doubts about. You need to move instantly and respond instantly to Holy Spirit. And you need to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. And the revival, one of the greatest revivals in the history of this world broke out in that community, in that country. Thousands and thousands of people were turned upside down. Listen, here's the thing, guys. When I get to the place that I begin to hunger and thirst for the righteous, after the righteousness of God, and I begin to say, God, whatever it takes, whatever it takes in my life, I am willing to go there. Think about what God's going to do. We don't need thousands of people to have revival. We just need a few that will lay it all down before God and say, God, whatever it takes, I want to see revival break out. I want to see revival come. Would you stand with me, please? Listen, here's what I'm going to ask you to do.
Now you can you can Google uh, these four things. Just just Google it on your phone. Evan Roberts, the Welsh revival, and you can see that. And I just wanted to share that with you. But here's what I want you to do. Last week we talked about the holiness of God, and we talked about being pure. Give me clean hands and a pure heart, O God. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord but he that has clean hands and a pure heart? And we talked about the holiness of God. And I believe that that true revival can only come through people becoming pure before God. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to take those four points that I mentioned this morning, and I want you to begin to pray over them. Uh, if you can, just write them down. Just jot them down and, and put them on a postcard. Maybe put them on your refrigerator or put them on your phone. And when you pray or when you're going about your daily chores or daily duty, just take number one and say, Father, I'm just going to confess all known sin to you right now because my heart is, is so hungry for a revival. And I'm so thirsty, God, for a revival. And, and I believe that as I confess this sin to you, Father, I believe that even right now that you are forgiving me and forgiveness is coming over my life and, and those chains of yesterday are being broken. And, and God, I, I, I want to, Lord, I don't know about this thing. I don't know if, 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 I don't know, God, if the way that I'm uh, treating my, my wife or my husband is, is pleasing to you, but that, was a, that wasn't a good illustration because you don't need to remove your wife or husband. But All right. But I'm going to remove, I'm going to remove this thing that I'm not really sure about, God. I'm going to remove this thing because I don't want anything to get in my way of my relationship with you. I don't want no attitude. I don't want no mindset. I don't want no religious activity even to get in my way of what you're doing. God, I'm praying over this and, and Lord, you see me. I'm, I'm scary and, and I'm, 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 afraid sometimes to step out in faith and I'm afraid to, to be obedient sometimes but God I, I'm praying today by faith that I'm going to be instantly moving when you speak to me Holy Spirit I'm not going to hesitate I'm not going to procrastinate anymore and then I'm going to confess Jesus Christ and you pray over those four points just pray over them See what God does. See what God does. And I want us to do that. And I'm going to remind you of that. I'm going to send out text on that. And I'm going to email you about that. And I'm going to Facebook you about that. I'm going to get in your box about that. Because I think it is so important that we do that. And I believe that God's going to do some great things. Amen? Would you bow your heads with us, please? This morning, we've already had a... a an awesome time of uh, prayer around the altar. And God's already done some great things. He's already moved 
in the lives and hearts of many that are here this morning. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you this question today. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I didn't move when Holy Spirit asked me to move, and I should have. But I know this morning that my life is not right with God, and I know this morning that I need a Savior. I need healing in my life. I'm going to ask you this morning, if that's you, if that's around you, if you'll just slip your hand up and right back down. Just slip your hand up and right back down. I want to pray with you this morning. I'm not going to ask you to come up here or anything like that. I just want to pray with you today. Anybody? All right. All right. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you this morning, God, that that you have touched people. You have healed. You have restored and renewed people's lives here today. We're thankful for that, Father. So, Lord, today I pray over this congregation your blessings. I pray over them today your provision. And, Father, this morning, Lord, that your glory, your countenance would rest upon them today. And, Father, we thank you. I bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.